0: Welcome to Pod 31. Uh, Do you hear that? Oh, we don't. We don't hear that. Not at all. Who's missing? Who's missing? No Mikey. There's no Mikey again. No Mikey again. Look, guys, send your condolences. Please hit him up. I mean, he he shouts out his, his handle every week. DM him, say, I'm sorry, I missed you. Hopefully, you're back for 32. But this is Pod 31. And it's also, for a shout-out to all the uh, Latin Americans, it's Cinco de Mayo, right? Yes, it is. It's Cinco de Mayo. Did you do anything for Cinco de Mayo?
1: I did not do anything for Cinco de Mayo.
2: No.
0: Not even, like, tequila or tacos? tacos, Nothing. Cilantro in the mouth? Nothing like that? Nothing. Just home. Just home? Just at home. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I've been prepping all day for, basically, tacos. Woke up at. Have you? S- woke up at six. Um, put everything together before work, and then just in the slow cooker, and then came home. Everything was good. Made the guac, made the cilantro onion, went all out. Had a margarita as well. All and then time. taco night. And then exactly, exactly as uh, as LeBron would say, taco Tuesday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you,
0: LeBron. Thanks, LeBron it's on it's on tuesday but, but funny enough though just i know this is not springs of food but this was not planned so i actually planned to make this last week and it was not that's, like, no, that's a lie it was it was only only no, no, no that's a lie no no so no no like, no Wait. stop lying
1: <laughs> you don't need to pretend you can just tell us that you were trying to be cute with yourself and <laughs> just wanted to make taco tuesday also be a thing for a cinco de Mayo. Yeah. that's fine. fine it's okay
0: Shout outs to all the Latin Americans. Please follow. Please follow. Hopefully, you guys. Where can know. they follow us? They can follow us. Great transition. They can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Springs and Thread is the podcast name. And just Google it in. And hopefully, we, we might show up on your recommended. Click it. You might be interested. And it's just great times great, great discussion. Yeah. And just
1: share it with your friends, your family, your mom, your dad,
0: your dog, your pet, your dogs. dog. You know, your, your cat. Cat, yeah, no hate to cats. Sorry, you're lizard. Yeah. I I wanna be inclusive here. Everybody. Um, everyone, everything. Okay, that that's how it goes. And so I don't know about you. It feels like it's been a pretty quick week from last week. It's been fast, yeah. Yeah. And um from that time, Darius are you wearing the same trainers or sneakers? Are you wearing the same watch? What's been wearing on the, the same stuff over and
1: over, you know? But today I wore my Birkenstocks with wool socks. Wow. And then I wore... Wait,
0: to the job or to the site or?
1: Just went out. Just going out. Just wearing the Birkenstocks. And then I was wearing AP
2: today. Oof. AP chronograph.
0: Um, we also did something else, right? Hold on, before I go. We also did something else. You got uh I got
1: vaccinated today. Jeez. Finally. Jeez. Yeah. So, if you're in Canada or anywhere that's offering vaccinations, just do it as soon as possible. Yeah. Um get that 5G upgrade. Oh hell, yeah. But genuinely like if I always say I always like thought there's two different mindsets to this. Okay. one is like a very selfless mindset where you're trying to be safe for everyone around you, mm-hmm. which is fine, which is like a noble path to take. but the selfish mindset is, man, I just want to get vaccinated so I can do things,
0: yeah I think
1: and I'm which is fine way. too, yeah, which is fine too, right, because ultimately you're still doing good despite your selfish intention
0: yes i agree i'm I'm on that same boat too, it's just. Things need to. I I don't like to say this, but into the new normal, the quicker we could do that is by every, getting everyone safe, everyone getting the shot, everyone getting the booster, and then we see how it goes. You know, yeah, but if, and you, it's if you like, choose not to, though, also that's your choice. I I ain't got no hate for you. Yeah,
1: yeah but like there's some people who have like legitimate reasons not to do it. Um, but ultimately, it's like if there's more needles and arms then it's better for everyone. Yeah. And it's like, my thing is that I've talked to some people who say like, oh, it's not going to work or whatever reason. And I think the biggest example is like just look at measles and see how many measles cases there are in the world prior to vaccinations and post vaccinations. It's a good point. That's a good right?
0: Point for, for those out there. And the sooner that we can get out of this lockdown, shutdown, whatever we're in, um, is the sooner we can actually start getting together, recording this pod live with video podcast? Video oh, podcast people! Exactly, videos coming. Don't get me wrong, videos coming, and we're gonna get. Uh, you know shop lost and found. We're gonna get all these people. I've made some great connections through this lockdown, and to finally maybe even go to their space. Like one of the yeah, one of the places. I don't want to drop them yet, you know. But they said, "Come on in." let's let's do this live but we had to yeah. wait until the regu- like the restrictions go down yeah and then we can actually go in yeah like again selfishly to do things <laughs> yeah yes.
1: you know selfishly just to do stuff um yeah. but yeah that was today if you have if you're not in like Ontario Canada and you're not aware of like how difficult it's been for regulations it's been a frustration um to say the least So, if you're listening from overseas, I think I put it succinctly, like very, very succinctly, as like how poorly it's been handled, especially vaccination rollout. For the longest time, for the provincial government, the best way to book, find, I mean, find, then book a vaccination appointment with clear guidelines and people who and clear demographics as to who is allowed to get the vaccination for the longest time was a volunteer run twitter account like when when a volunteer run twitter account is the primary and most effective way to do something for a vaccination clinic or something like of major importance like this it's super frustrating
0: yeah but, there but we're... this is not springs and needles <laughs> that sounds like more like a like a podcast about uh about bodybuilding and needles yeah, exactly okay that's what it sounds like uh but, but we asked. had a yes. we
1: had a inquiry you had an inquiry on instagram someone was buying watches
0: yes and someone was was, and that's what we're really going to talk about primarily um, as, as the meat of this podcast. But before I do, I do have to answer your other question. What I wore. So what I wore were actually the 990 v five. just like you. Same shit, different day. Nine it's nine different V5, week. Different week. Same, same shit, different week. There you go. New balances on the feet, 990 V5s. Um, and then on the wrist, it's been constant, actually. It's been the 58, um, and I'm just using, maybe just because what I'm doing right now and my tasks every day, I just need that dive bezel on me so I can time when 10 minutes goes by and in those intervals for certain tasks. So Like quickly see it. Exactly. So I think that's why I've kind of put the Explorer away for now, and I've just primarily been wearing the 58. And like you said before, we talked about, we may sound like a broken record, but that dive bezel is really... A practical, practical, can you can say complication or like, or just a feature or function, function just function. a function. There you go, because a yeah. complication would, would refer to it being in the movement,
1: yeah, something like in the movement being different.
0: Yeah. Chronograph, if, if, if that was it, then it'd be, a, it'd be a one. I
1: used my chronograph today to time my 15 minutes wait period.
0: What?
1: I know the first time I've actually used a chronograph for timing something.
0: Wow. I know i think you mentioned that before that like you haven't well, wait, no, never for eggs for eggs or was that the diet i don't diet? even cook eggs that's
1: just uh right <laughs> that was just for an example i don't even cook eggs yeah.
0: uh on the thing of new balance though really quickly um i shared it with the group not the actual shoe photos but um my 550s came in that mikey man <laughs> his his
1: 550s that he got for 399 yeah and mikey got Angry?
0: <laughs> Mikey, we love you, but I'm not letting it go to you.
2: <laughs> the worst.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm that friend. But, you know, w- with that being said, I am very excited with the GR releases that are slated to drop this Friday. So when this podcast drops, um, I just think they're more wearable. I'm not sure if you've seen them, Darius, like those ALD ones. But, yeah, they're mm-hmm. cool color blocking, but... I, it's just not for me
1: that's been a thing for a lot of collabs for me like they look really cool but because they're so unique i don't i wouldn't wear them consistently yeah i'm still on the hunt for new daily sneakers but there you go. who knows when that's going to happen i'll probably wait until i can actually go shopping yeah then i'll go buy shoes and get that experience so, that's yeah. the entire thing
0: you, you know someone uh, somewhere on instagram said that these new balance 550s just the silhouette alone they they're calling it the the nike sb dunks of new balance of new balance
1: yeah i can see that <laughs> i
0: i kind of agree like people are really digging it and it's it's maybe a bit of it too cuz we talked about it when when they first dropped it is it's almost too retro for me yeah it's almost too patinaed and and too classic looking yeah exactly but hey so if you like it if it works exactly and to me i i i think at this point these new balance ald uh joints they are literally an instagram account growth hack the moment you post anything about this shit boom racking up likes racking up follows you know so that's pro tip (laughs) yeah
1: 550s (laughs) hashtag new balance
0: there you go there you go um, so let's go on to the topic today. Um, one of our one of our followers out of New York. I hope he doesn't mind me shouting him out, Asher. So Asher never met him, only spoke to him through through DMs. And just to kind of walk the listeners through and kind of give you the full story is Asher once he saw the thirty six millimeter uh, Explorer, like the new one, come out, he was like, "Oh, like this is really interesting. I really want it." And then afterwards, you know, we 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 talked the same talk. The, the 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 realities of not being able to get the watch you'd like, um, nature of the the industry, um, and so he's been on the hunt, Darius, and he's been on the hunt. Um, he's looking for maybe the vintage references too, like the one one four two seven zero. So he's like, oh, maybe maybe that's the way I I go. Um, and then he's kind of found himself in this limbo where he's like, you know, maybe I don't want the Explorer. I want the OP, Oyster Perpetual. So that's one of the ones he, he also shared. And he was looking at the 39mm uh, variant, the one that was discontinued in the white dial. Um, and then he keeps kind of flip-flopping, and he found, like, the OPs with the 369, uh, three, sorry, right? And he's like, oh, maybe I want this. And then eventually he landed on what he shared, which was a Rolex Datejust. Uh don't remember. Was it Datejust or was it OP? Fuck. Anyways, it was a vintage Rolex, um, and then from there he sent it to me he said that he's pretty interested he, the price is great Um, and when I saw the listing and when he shared that it was coming from eBay and no disrespect to eBay look I'm sure there's a lot of gems on there but for me eBay you really got to be careful you got to know what you're looking for Um, for me and, and maybe Darius you can kind of jump in after this is for me my worry with eBay is number one is it a Frankenwatch, Right? Because boxes, papers, they can be easily sourced, uh, in my opinion, at least. Um, and then from there is, if they're not being transparent or they're kind of wishy-washy or it's gone through hands, could they be selling a Frankenwatch? That's my word. I think,
1: I think there's with, again, like you said, eBay, there's no hate to it because it's just... An open marketplace you know you can put anything
2: on it, and they put do their best to put their protections up but eBay's not a like it's not
1: specialized into anything um in particular, so you can get great listings, you can get great sellers you can get terrible sellers you can get terrible listings and the the advice that's been tossed around in the watch industry for a bajillion years not even just watches but like sneakers cars anything you can buy anything collectible is and anything collectible with value with a significant value outside of the um like first ownership of the thing has always been by the seller and especially for a brand such as Rolex where counterfeiting is so prolific and Honestly, to the point where it's very, very close and like people have spent decades trying to get them perfect. So once you do something for many years, you get good at it. Yeah. Just buy the seller. And if you have any inkling of a doubt, then don't do Mm -hmm. it. No one can ever force you to buy something Mm -hmm. ever. You know, they can have the most convincing argument. You can have the most convincing product. You can have the most convincing price. But ultimately you as a buyer if you don't click the buy button if you don't complete the transaction you're at no loss yeah at most you could be out an opportunity go- um, cost of maybe a good deal but that's not realized opportunity until you sell the thing or unless you complete another transaction so really no loss to you and Ed had sent me this uh, listing prior, and I looked at it, and the price was at the point where I wouldn't consider it a great deal, so it's like, you can find these things, and the product isn't incredibly rare, you know, it's not something that there's only like four of in the world or something like that, so you could find another one relatively easily. So if it's not a product problem and it's not a price problem, then it becomes like a seller problem and a sourcing problem. Like you said, it's from dubious origins. And that's the biggest thing coming from New York. Um, well, the buyer was also in New York or also in the States. so It's not a big of a deal, but still it's, it was at a price point where I didn't feel like I would have purchased. I would have rather bought new. Mm-hmm. And that's how, especially for like price points where it's close to new and for things that are not too difficult to find, then I would just buy new.
0: At at this point, do, do you think the, like the buyer should at least maybe try their hand, like if they can add an AD or like give them a call and see like, hey, this is the watch I'm looking for, which was actually just an OP. I think the, the silver dial, right? Um, I think 36 or 34, do you think, and I, I know we, we, we get Rolex has, you know, their their agenda, um, but do you think that they, maybe that's the first step they should do is, hey, if I'm in the market for Rolex, this is my budget. And I know for like a grand, t- two grand more, I can get a new one. Instead of looking at eBay, should they just call the AD first or try to walk it? No, I sure. think that's the so. best
1: the best thing to do is always ask a retailer for whatever product it is um not not necessarily just rolex but any product it is it just happens in this in this case it was rolex and rolex is a lot of used market and there's a lot of dealers and a lot of authorized dealers as well it never hurts to ask as long as you're polite about it mm-hmm. right you it's like if you were, walked into supreme new york right and it's like hey um i want to get a box will go. Probably don't have it, okay, but were you rude about it? The most they'll say is like, no, or haha no, because it's simply not available. But that hasn't cost you anything if on the off chance that yes, there was one. There you go. Mm-hmm. Or if you strike a good conversation with someone, maybe they can lead you to somewhere. Or if in this case, you're looking at used and you go to a used dealership with a brick and mortar, clearly they have something to lose. You know, rent isn't cheap, so maybe they can get one for you. Maybe they have one instead of just sifting through online, given the choice, given the choice of doing this, then I would do that or even reach out to somewhere where there is a brick and mortar.
0: And I feel like those seem to be more easily accessible, especially if you're in the New York area, like such Absolutely. a area. Exactly. To to find like trustable secondary market stuff. Exactly.
1: It's like if if I wanted to buy, say, twenty to oh, it twenty thirteen whatever band ones, you know, bread band ones.
0: Yeah.
1: Could I go to eBay and look for one? I probably could. Could I go to Flight Club and buy a pair? Definitely could what's the price difference is it worth it yeah. and if the price difference is like 300 bucks 400 bucks for a $2000 shoe why would i not just go to flight club save myself the or spend the extra money and rest assured with absolutely everything
0: and i think that's the thing when it comes to sneakers clothing or watches is through ebay you're always a little sketched out
1: yeah cuz it's it's like Unless like literally, unless like it says, oh yeah, we are, it's a, it's a very, very clear listing for a giant, or not even giant, like a brick and mortar, well-established place. Cause a lot of places will list on eBay, Chrono, Kijiji, blah, 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 every, every marketplace they can get on just because it's good business to do that. Mm-hmm. But if it's clearly a seller like that, then again, like I said, you're buying the seller.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, one of the things that I just thought of is as well on eBay, you can see positive feedback and and I get it. That might be enticing because that was one of his points is like, hey, I can see that he's had some really positive feedback. But if if you are kind of in in the watch industry, feedback is, is one thing, but it takes one mistake, like not to rat him out. But Mr. Horology House, do you remember that? YouTube. I remember that it takes one mistake. It takes one mistake. I think it was on a Daytona where he sent, yeah he sent a fake and then it, he was being really dodgy about it and I, I don't want to say anything more. I've never met the guy, but it takes one mistake and, and that's it.
1: Yeah that is- and there's a lot of dealers out there, especially now nowadays. Um, 2020, a lot of people ended up becoming you know part-time dealers is check your local like community. You know, if if I wanted to do a transaction on sneakers, I'll probably ask someone I know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if it's someone they know, does someone else vouch for that guy or that person? Yeah. Right? And if someone's going to vouch for them, what I mean is not just, oh, yeah, that guy, that's a good guy. That's a good guy. That, that doesn't count. It's, oh, yeah, if the deal goes bad, I'll pay for it or I'll help make it right in whatever ways possible. So I've heard stories from, from other you know people and especially on YouTube. So many watch dealers now have YouTube channels. I watch them cause they're fun. And one of the big ones says like, Oh yeah, it does happen where a fake slips through the cracks and these massive long time businesses will like make it right because it's worth more to them to have a clear name and to make that, extra x amount of dollars over a fake watch
0: yeah so you're saying rely on community because on ebay it's very easy if he gets a bad review he could just open a different account yeah right you could just
1: buy good reviews
0: that that too yeah
1: right but you can't really buy someone saying oh yeah if this deal goes bad i'll pay for it you can't buy that yeah. that only comes from someone working with you f- a few times and like getting to know them
0: and and I think especially like guys, we're not talking about sneakers that might be like forty dollars over retail, right? We're talking about you're you're already looking to spend five thousand, right? USD yeah at this point. Or more, right? Yeah, or more. And if if the difference is a grand and a half, is it that big of a difference?
1: Yeah, and if a grand and a half was a big difference, should you really be buying it for five and a bit?
0: The next thing, right? You really afford it at that point.
1: Is it a reasonable purchase, right? And it's like when I want to put it in perspective and like how you should approach this. It's like if you were, if one of our listeners was buying something from Ed tomorrow, like a pair of New Balance Five Fifties, for example, and someone reached out to you and said, like, "Hey, is Ed someone good to buy these New Balances from?" I would most likely say yes because of the relationship I have with Ed and like knowing that he would most likely be good for the purchase and I would feel comfortable covering Ed should something go wrong. And the same things back the same things in reverse. This is what I mean by having someone that's vouched for or someone who is a good enough a vetted and I won't say vetted but like someone trustworthy because I've said it before, is likes are easy, positive feedback is easy. Anything that's like, yes, good, clickable on an app or applied platform Does that really mean anything?
0: Five five out of five.
1: Yeah, like five out of five doesn't mean anything. No. Like Amazon reviews, five out of five. Product was good. Product arrived on time. Great. That doesn't tell me how good the seller is. That doesn't tell me how good the product is.
0: Yeah if anything those reviews and this is just myself is i actually want to look for the bad reviews like on amazon exactly one star and two star like okay where did they fuck up exactly
1: what happened how did they
0: fix it yeah
1: like if someone if say for in this instance um our our person bought the watch and it turned out to be a bad watch if he went back to the dealer or the seller and said hey the watch is no good and the seller then says oh yeah no problem i'll take it back and the seller goes on to find wherever he bought the watch from and like the chain goes on would that actually happen
0: slim is what i'll say yeah And, and you know what was also scary about about that post was um that that gentleman didn't know what he was looking for because just from my research on youtube and forums is you know, you wanna you wanna take a look at the movement. Is is it dirty? How, can you see little scratch marks of watchmakers that don't know what they're doing when they're servicing? Um, are the lugs over polished? Are you getting the the fucking end like not the end like the spring bar sticking out? Because that was yeah. that's one of the things for vintage Rolexes is, is with the drilled lug holes. Sometimes they go way too deep in the polishing, and then yeah, they, and they stick out. Exactly, And he's like, yo, I'll be honest. I don't know what I'm looking for. And that scares me, even though I'm not making that purchase. That scares the shit out of me that people are. I get you want it, but there, there's so much more and you got to do your research. And like you said, YouTube has a ton of resources. Yeah. Out there for you,
1: you. You, it, we have the Internet and it's 2021. You have the collective knowledge of essentially all of human history available to you. Yeah. Make use of it.
0: It's like, OK, so how I broke it down was, number one, I want to lo- I want to search up that reference number and I want to see other images of it, not from this posting. And then I start to compare the indices, the, 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 you know, the 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 logo, right, the placement of certain things. And then I'll go into and, and this li- list and had the boxes, too, right, boxes and papers. So I want to see when did they purchase when did they say they purchased this watch? And what were the boxes and papers that are originally included? And does that check out with theirs? And when I looked at it, it really didn't. And that to me was like, okay, you bought the box elsewhere. This is not yeah. original. So a little dodgy, right?
1: So- especially for vintage. And you're not I'm not saying this for like you're looking for super well preserved, <laughs> um, error dial GMT, blah blah blah. Like something super rare yeah. thing. Like this is
2: just like um Like a thing that you can find, you're not wearing the boxes. (laughs) Right? Like, if I'm going out to buy, say,
1: a pair of obsidian blue Jordan 1s, which there's like a bajillion pairs. I'm not wearing the shoe box. And if I'm really going to be wearing this thing, is it really a
0: huge deal? To get do you, so, would do you think that people looking for vintage should they be looking for a full set? Do, does it matter? Like, are you saying that if if the watch checks out, then maybe that's enough, and you don't have to look for the boxes?
1: My opinion is, in general, for something like this, then yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, unless like there is a certain reason you want it um I don't see really why it matters too much um especially like this is really really case by case because maybe there's you know a very unique dial variation that was only made for blah 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 years or maybe there's um certain history behind this purchase or maybe there's a certain retailer that did this maybe there's whatever reason that you want this box or want these like full kits or documentation Sure, it helps if it's not something that significantly adds value. And this would be something you would know at the time of purchase. Does it really matter too much, right? Again, it's not for, this doesn't apply for super, super hard to get things or super valuable things where the tiniest little difference makes a huge difference in price. Like we're not looking at a Ferrari F40 where literally the wrench and the repair kit is like five figures right in that case it'd be a totally different story and we would have a totally different discussion because in that case every single detail matters
0: yeah or, or it's like it's, it's not like the case of i forgot which retail it was i think it's somewhere in france they have a pair of shattered backboards that have like yeah you know, with the, the reverse reverse yeah like that yeah factory upside down swoosh that's where in that case it matters Yeah. yeah
1: that's when you want like everything i want to know i want to know who stitched that backwards i want to know where it came from i want to know where they bought the stitching like yeah that's when it matters a lot but if you're buying a pair of shattered backboards
0: that's a good parallel yeah
1: like if you're just buying a pair of shattered backboards and someone gives you a replacement box and it's not, it like, say it's a shattered backboard box, just from a different pair. So be it. So be it. Hmm. Does the price reflect the condition? Does the price reflect what you're getting? Yeah. So is there is it a huge deal?
2: No.
0: Hmm. You changed my mind on that, because I, for some reason myself, like, I've always wanted, I've never bought, like, a vintage Rolex or anything, but it's like, I want the full set and but but i guess my thing where it's different is i want it from the first owner i don't yeah, want yeah if
1: you're buying it from it. the first owner it's a little bit different but if it's yeah. you if you can't verify the ownership history
2: then
0: it's yeah up for, in the air. for for those listening um, this listing said it's gone through three different owners that worries me
2: yeah because it's, it's like, 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 like literally they're, the they're
0: same pushing, thing it's like they're pushing the responsibility right off the gate Right, and say exactly. if you got the watch and you found out that it wasn't um, authentic, then it's like, hey, I, like I didn't know, like that—that that was the other guy. It's like yeah. a division of responsibility from there. So, it just it did not rub me the right way.
1: Yeah, I want. I went to go see a car last week, um, and this is actually perfect because it's literally the same scenario. <laughs> I went to go see a car yes, not yesterday, last week, and. It was from a actual car dealership, like not a shady used lot on the corner of the street. This was a real car dealership with a real contract with a real brand and they're pretty big. So I went to go look at this car. It's a used car with one owner. Mm. So very good parallel here. (laughs) And they told me that it had all the service records Fantastic. They told me it had indicated damage. That's fine. I accepted that as being part of the car's condition. So I make my appointment to go look at the car. I go look at it. And I had some questions for them that are pretty standard. You know, oh, there's indicated damage. Where is the damage?
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And they pointed to me the rear passenger area of the car. Fantastic. Great. I asked them, where's all the service records? They produced those service records to me. I looked at them, checked out all the service records, indicated that it was done, all done at a dealership, at the exact dealership I was sitting in, actually. So perfect, great. And then I saw the documentation, and there was the reported accident documentation. Fantastic. It should say rear passenger damage. That documentation with bill of work done said front passenger damage. Do I have confidence now in this vehicle and dealership despite them being a large dealership? No. no. And this goes parallel with the watch purchase. It could be that they have all this information for you
2: and something goes wrong. Sorry. Not great. Did I buy the car? Absolutely not. (laughs)
1: 0%. There is not a chance in hell. That aside, there was a bunch of like service things, like customer service things that did did not do well and very unhappy about that. So based on that, I would not have purchased anyways. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But again, like really, really look at the detail of what you're buying and does it all matter?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: In this case, it really mattered because... Clearly, they didn't know what was going on with this vehicle,
0: yeah just it it, it takes one thing right It takes one thing to be like uh okay uh, like and it does
1: take like it does depend on the severity of the thing if they said like oh it's has sixteen thousand kilometers on it, and then when I get there, it's like sixteen thousand one hundred, whatever, yeah like that's fine, but this was not fine.
0: Definitely not, and I'm glad you didn't go forward with that because uh, you know you know the red flags. Yeah, you know. You, yeah, you know. definitely. And
1: in like in like the sneaker world, this might be um, has OG all or like original everything doesn't have the original purchase receipt. It might be a big deal, might not be a big deal.
0: Yeah, usually not a big deal. Yeah, I think with that. I mean especially if you're looking at like the first run of air jordans eighty five
1: then it's a huge deal yeah then but then- if like if it actually if they actually have it huge deal yeah. generally they don't have it though <laughs>
0: I don't know what right. the heck is, is keeping receipt. I don't even know if like those that piece of paper is probably faded and exactly, it says nothing like, on that's it. That's what now. I'm saying. <laughs> All right? the thermal ink has like run, like ran. It's just like you could, you could just take like a normal receipt and just cut it, and it's like, hey, this is the original one. Look,
1: yeah, and just crinkle it up and age it, put in like bake it or something. Yeah. like there's so much you could have done.
0: You'd you know be really funny too, uh, not to get too far away from that. But it's it's almost like. Um, um so you have the receipt. it's like who i wonder if people actually print it or what'd be cool is if you have you know the receipts with um the carbon copy with it that'd be oh yeah i think that'd be that'd be super cool yeah
1: but who's gonna keep that
0: so another red flag that that i'm gonna mention for those listening is um one of the votes of confidence that the, the the buyer had was really oh I can see an image of, like, a a watch organization that has certified this to be real, okay? And I sent it to you, Darius, because I was like, have you heard of these guys? Because I sure as hell haven't. And one of the first things is, maybe I'm just very cynical and very critical, but I looked them up. I looked up that group. I was like, who the fuck are these guys? And are they even real? And they had a website, but it was really corny. And I think when you're dealing within the realm of watches it's so important to be seen as professional that your website should be professional and should feel trusted. Second thing I did was go on their Instagram and it was a bunch of these, like, it looked like ads, like those fake accounts. It actually, yeah.
1: I, Ed sent me this Instagram. It actually looked like a pawn
0: shop. Like, I, I don't know. Like, is it just us that we have the context and we have the knowledge that, okay, this is ridiculous. And like how many people that, that led me to how many people have they tricked?
1: You know what? Okay, you know what? I think for context and like how how it looked like for <laughs> listeners, I don't want I don't want to like really blast the me guy neither. who bought this watch. Me neither. Me neither. But the authenticity thing, if you went on their Instagram, it looks like you typed in like a website wrong and it says like this domain is for sale. <laughs> like it looked like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good way to put like, it.
1: Like Honestly, I hope the watch is good, and I hope he enjoys it. But I was sort of like, really should not have purchased it. I, in my, in my opinion, he should have gone new, um, for the price, especially for this product. I mean, modern Rolex is so good. Yeah, they're fundamentally unbreakable things, and like the most robust and reliable timepieces in the world at this moment, and. The price is not that far off. It was not that far off,
2: mm-hmm.
0: especially in 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 USDA, right? In USD, he had a budget of five, and I feel like they're I feel like the the Rolexes in USD, like the ops, are probably around that, maybe give or take a grand. But yeah, probably- it's like it's not it's not a
1: massive difference. It's not like double. I would have coughed up the extra. I would have. I would have liked to know that I'm the first owner, especially at the price point. I would have liked to know that it's coming from an oh, authorized retailer, so I know that it's guaranteed authentic.
0: Yeah, and so I guess the point of that for you for you guys listening is just because it has like a proof or like an authenticity sticker, you have to approach it like a skeptic. Is is this real? Who's it from? Is this an, cause like something like a sanctioned body? Like. It, is this valid, is it not? Is it just some some dude that sells on eBay and was like, you know what would be cool? If I started my own authentication, air quotes, right, thing to get people to believe that it's real, right? That's the danger. And so an alternative to that, and I think, Darius, you would agree, is look for a reputable secondary market um, or, like, you know, a secondhand shop, and it could be someone like Watchbox. Like, I trust the shit out of them because they also have a um instagram page they are an authorized rolex service center as well as these other groups so Watchbox for sure i think they're in philadelphia and and the notorious bob's watches
2: yeah or watch finder they're literally owned by lvmh
0: watch finder crow next um
1: like there's a million of them out there yeah like just if you're if you're really dead set on purchasing secondary market then my advice would be to go first look at new absolutely look at new first unless it's a reference that's been discontinued or it's something that honestly that's would really be the only reason i would want to go secondary if it's discontinued and you really 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 want that one then choose someone trusted and if you find something especially on ebay or on any platform check it against one of these like super trusted ones that i just listed maybe the difference isn't that great.
0: Uh-huh. Like you said, it, it's the flight club analogy that you said, right? Exactly. <sighs> Dangerous world out there. I, I hope that through, through this banter, I guess not banter, like through the comments and, and through this discussion that you really, if you are in the market and, and Hey, if, if you're listening to this, <laughs> uh, you know, Asher sure that it, all we want to do is we're not, again, we're not telling you how to spend your money. We just want you to be 100% sure that this is what you want and you assume all risks.
2: Listen, like,
1: there's been, like, super sketchy deals that I've bought clothes from and that it turns out great, so <laughs> who knows? Who knows, right? Who, knows? who really knows? Yeah. What's, the, what's the sketchiest deal that's turned out great for you, Ed?
0: Uh, a ske- I don't think I've ever been in that, that situation. I'm a clean-cut guy. It's uh yeah, I don't think I've gotten into one. Actually, you know what? It's not uh fu- it's not sneaker related, it's not watch related. But it was this time I was buying a, a camera and the camera was a medium format for photo nerds that listen to this podcast. Um, it's a Mamiya RZ67 and so I wanted a second body and so I went on kijiji they were selling it at, at this pretty low price, right? I'm just like, oh, this is interesting. I met up with them, um, on Young, somewhere on Young Street. Went to a Starbucks when we could. I looked at him, just like something's wrong here. I like I didn't know if it's if he like replaced it with s- third party parts. Just something wasn't right. But I I I, I talked the price down, which was even lower. Uh, and then I took it home and I, I tried it out. I'm just like, hey, this shit works. So that was probably the sketchiest deal, but nothing ever with like clothing or, or watches. Yeah. Too much I've stuff. been the sketchy
1: <laughs> seller before for clothing.
0: <laughs> really? Share that. Share that story.
1: I was selling a pair of Yeezy 350 V2s Beluga 2.0s Beluga. Okay. that I bought from one of my friends and I know he's fine. So they were fine. And they're like great shoes. I wore them like four times. And I was like, whatever, now I don't like these colorways. I want my breads back. And to this day I've not gotten my breads back. Yeah. But I need I would just wanted to get rid of them. And they weren't they were going for like essentially retail at the point. So I'm like, whatever, like I don't care. And I bought them for retail because my friend just sold them to retail for me. And I like, whatever, I don't care. So I go on Facebook and I list them. I'm like, beluga 2.0s with box. Um With original receipt even at that point. With original packaging. Like literally everything. I want like 220 bucks for them. And this guy. This guy messages me. He's like. Oh. um, I'll take them. Like great. Have them with me today. Going to class. Can you meet. Here on. Dundas. At like this time. And he's like. Okay yeah sure. And then he comes up and it's like. And, like, I'm waiting for him, like, yo, where is this guy? Like, yeah. it's taking so long. He comes to, up to me, and he's like, oh, I feel, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I'm like, why are you late? Like, bro, like, I have stuff to do. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you know, like, the price just seemed really good. And, like, I'll just sketch it out and ask my friends. I'm like, bro, listen, like, I have more other things to do. I'm not going to scam you out of, like, literally 20 bucks. Yeah. Because if I was to buy a fake pair, it would be, like, 100 something dollars. I'm making 20 bucks. I'm not scamming you for 20 bucks. I have better things to do with my life. <laughs> just take the shoes, enjoy them, please. And like, oh my God, just wear them to the ground because you're getting them for like $2. You're getting them for zero money at yeah. this point. Yeah. You could resell them tomorrow for like more money than you paid today.
0: Yeah. Just
1: just go enjoy them. Oh my gosh. And then like he scampered off and I did my thing. I was like, now that we've had this discussion, I'm like, that must've been so sketchy for him. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: maybe like you're just go, you're just right. going up to this guy who told you that he's basically giving you money to earn yeah right and he's just like just shoot just give me the money and go that must have been so sketchy for him
0: also it's like you were probably you were for sure you were younger right so it's like is this, this guy like a con artist like yeah you get these shoes oh my gosh
1: and now the blue lookers are like 800 bucks so like you're welcome, stranger.
0: Yeah, stranger, if, if you still have them, good on you.
1: I hope you still have them and you enjoyed the hell out of them.
0: Yeah. See, seeing people run shoes to the ground, it's really nice. It's really nice. I
1: don't think... Personally, I haven't been, like, purchasing a lot of clothes, sketchily. One time... Okay, one time I had to sell some shirts. Just some t-shirts.
0: Okay.
1: And... <laughs> The guy texted, Oh, can you meet at the library? I'm like, Yeah, I can meet at the library, no problem. I get there and no one's there. I'm like, okay, where is this guy? And then this literal teenager comes biking up the hill. No way. And he's like, Oh, my friend just told me like this is a good price, I should buy them. I'm like, Did you actually are you actually biking here? I expected someone to like be here. He's like, Yeah, man, like said it's a good deal. I'm like, Alright, dude. I just gave it to him in like, a, in, like, a shopper's plastic bag. That's jokes. no. And he just, serious. he biked away with his, with his <laughs> shopper's plastic bag. I'm like, okay. Did he I have, hope like you a basket join? in front of his bike? Is it one of those? Yeah, he just, like, put it in his oh, biked way. I was like, I just looked around. I'm like, all right, cool.
0: Well, that was sketch. No, I love that. Uh, can, can I know what item it was?
1: I sold him a, um, it was a shirt from Dries Van Noten okay so clearly this kid knew what he was buying because yeah. that's like such a, a brand that not a lot of people will buy and it's not hyped at all so clearly he knew what he was buying and clearly he knew his friend knew what, what he was buying at least and he got excited about it and he biked himself over there to buy the shirt
0: in a shopper's drug mart poly bag. yeah in a, in a shopper's drug mart poly bag and like that's funny I think, it's like, I so funny i think that's the, the best part of it is i don't know how much you sold it for but it doesn't matter it's like oh it was like literally $100 like, for like a hundred dollars for like a four hundred dollar shirt <laughs> i want this shirt and i see it in shoppers like i would be sketched out i'd be like hold up what
1: right it's like what's going on
0: yeah that, oh my god that's funny it just not not to give people ideas but i just thought about it if i were a sketchy reseller I think I would buy a shit ton of, like, fake Louis shopping bags, right, that can pass off as real, and I'll just put every item in that.
2: You know that's
1: a whole thing?
0: What do you mean? Whoa.
1: People buying real retail shopping bags.
0: Oh, they're buying retail shopping bags?
1: Yeah, like, literal paper bags. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, some people like them, like, no, no, some people want them to have, like, on display, whatever reason, fine, it's, like, it's cool. I guess it's cool to have on display. But people are actually buying these things. I guess con artists are buying them too.
0: So you're telling me that I can make some sort of money if I were to break into a luxury store and not steal the bags, sir. Not steal the handbags, not steal the wallets, not steal the whatever. But if I buy their paper bags, there could be a market. there
1: i'm assuming you could just walk in and ask for one but you know
0: wow well uh bulk right trying trying to make some some money <laughs> <laughs>
1: let me get this whole carton of paper bags <laughs> yes they might look at you funny
0: yeah i've been a long time customer um the name's uh aubrey aubrey graham but you know i, I just need all <laughs> i just need all your paper bags Oh my god! I'm I'm the assistant. I'm the assistant of uh, Abu Graham. I'm the personal shopper of Abu Graham. There you go. There you go. We're we're giving. Have you seen
1: Abu Graham's new car?
0: The Chrome Hearts one.
1: Yeah, the Chrome Hearts Cullinan. That's so sick. Yeah. That's what I mean when I told people, you know, Chrome Hearts will do anything if they like you enough and you, they like your money enough.
0: Maybe he's a, he also likes his his uh, his son because he's shooting hoops. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if oh, you yeah. saw that video. Oh yeah, I saw that. So shooting hoops, that little spin for those not for those wondering what the fuck are you talking about. Drake posted a bit, uh, video of his uh, son playing basketball in his personal basketball court. Um, oh yeah, in goddamn. his house. Yep, in his house, <laughs> right? And the little, little guy did like a like a spin.
1: Got a little spin move going on.
0: Yeah. The spin move and then, you know, hit it. Hit it with the little... little I think it was a shot. It was not a floater. Right? Just a shot. Um, speaking about that, and this is, we're jumping right now, but I like that his court had uh, 8 and then 24 in the background to, yeah. to pay homage. That, that was nice. I, thought, I found that really sweet.
1: Well, they were close, right? I think...
0: Yeah. Oh, man.
1: I know we brag on Drake sometimes, but he's like the only Tron artist that we have.
2: Well,
0: yeah, he's a good dude.
1: Weekend and i guess nav as well. Yeah.
0: Sorry Justin, no hate on you but
1: and Justin. Justin has been doing better, okay? He's been doing better.
0: I think so. What do you think about his his brand Drew?
1: I have no idea. It's... I I think it's like very capital-esque.
0: Yeah, it's it's the smiley face one. I I'm try- I oh, don't yeah. have a, I don't have an opinion either but I I see it a lot and I'm like okay.
1: Can't tell if capital.
0: Yeah, or not. Nah. Like, is it capital? I can't tell. I don't know. Capitals, damn. One day, one, one day, one day, I you know, you'll see a um, a lovely Daytona on the wrist, coupled with uh capital socks, capital Norage, capital everything. Hopefully, everything.
1: I've got in. I've gone in back into thinking, like, you know, it would be really cool. Daytona would be really cool. I've gone back to thinking about that, but I want my personal. I would want a um, flex. I love the Oysterflex.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. I agree. We- I think
1: it's I think it's a fantastic modern watch with the Cerachrom bezel, the Oyster Flex strap. I think it's very sporty. I think it's such a good piece.
0: And, for those listening, it's not like a flimsy, like, Casio rubber strap. No, no, no. You get it's this, so good. You get, you get this nice, you know, silicone coupled with the, the steel that's inside. And then you also get... Titanium that, inside. Titanium, sorry. And then you actually still get that Rolex clasp.
1: At yeah, the bottom. Full precious metal clasp, though.
0: Mm. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh.
1: Especially in white gold, it looks...
0: Oh, I'm sure so stealth i'm sure. so stealth i am sure I think that's really a look that we're gonna see more of probably in in five to ten years and and I think it's a look that a lot of people our age like in the I guess heading to late twenties now but you know in, in in that category is that it just looks good and it, it's very the stealth modern. very stealthy yeah i like it i, mean, I I've, I've seen uh seen people. Put on the, the Everest rubber straps on the new Chrono, uh, Tudor Chrono, like a little Daytona Junior.
1: It's a good look, but Daytona Junior, Tudor Chrono should always be on the bun strap in my opinion. I like the bun
0: strap more. I think I, think I agree. Uh, for, for that, even though they're the same company, it's often duplicated. Wait, what, was it? what am I trying to say? Often imitated but never duplicated. Right. It's so, true. It's true. Cause you got Zenith in the game, you got the uh the, the Omega Speedmaster pandas. So imitated but never duplicated. Never duplicated. Never ever ever. God damn. So I I feel like we could talk a whole podcast just on just on the big R.
1: Oh yeah. They they do everything and they're such a mystery.
0: Ah, one more thing I just remembered um, with that whole secondary watch thing. the, The buyer was also willing to risk throwing down that money and then bringing it to an AD. Is that something that people should do?
2: Now, this is for most luxury
1: products, essentially all luxury products. No retail outlet in any capacity would willingly give you like is it real or not there's too much liability there like this isn't even just for watches like literally anything
0: like if i had like an lv belt and i was like hey like i just bought this like can you verify this for me
2: yeah i mean put
1: yourself in the perspective of the retailer right what do you stand to gain from offering this service nothing Maybe some customer satisfaction, right? But if you're the retailer, those that customer was not your customer to begin with. Um, Likely not. So part of the customer experience, yes, it's good to have customer experience, but the value has not been added there. And they've already made up their mind to purchase somewhere else. And they're not part of, you know, purchasing retail just of yet or for that particular purchase and what do you stand to lose you stand to lose all your credibility yeah so if selfishly as a retailer why would you offer that service you wouldn't because you have nothing to gain and you have everything to lose
0: good point does that happen like do people bring things over to the to ad's whether rolex or not and just get to know, authentication done over there i've you know what i've seen
1: i've seen on like literally ebay and like Kijiji and like facebook marketplace like willing to meet up at like lv for a verification and people believe it because it's people don't know about it they haven't thought about it in that capacity of of, of being
2: a retailer and apparently people do it Right as a, as a retailer, there's literally no upside to it.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be known as that retailer that like, oh, like they said, and like you know people can spinch, right?
1: Exactly, okay. like they said this, and then blah blah blah.
0: Or, or they sold me this, and then they it was supposed to be real. It's just like, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, and it's like, even if like you just go to, if you are the retailer, you are say you are the buyer or the seller how much training has the person who's standing in front of you representing the retailer had on authenticating products? product? That's true. Right?
0: I think sometimes people forget that these are, some of them are normal people and this yeah. is like a job for them. And they're just trying to push numbers and sell you stuff. And yeah. knowledge might not be to that extent.
1: Yeah. And like we were speaking earlier about potential counterfeiting. People have been counterfeiting luxury products for decades at this point. You know, can you you expect, you know, a someone representing a retailer to have the expertise to detect a counterfeit? Mm. Right. Is it reasonable? I don't think so. Would it be really cool if they could? Yes. But again, is it a liability problem? Absolutely. So they're not going to do it.
0: So where would you go? Like, would you go to like a... a a consignment store or like for watches, like do you go to a dealer to to do this? Do you go to a watchmaker? Like how would you go about it? You'd have to it? go,
1: you would have, You would just have to find someone who finds that to be an acceptable risk that they're willing to take. Okay. Or someone who has no bone in the game, right? So say,
0: Joe Schmo.
1: yeah joshua on reddit no but like say like you have you have a watch you bring it back to the brand like literally the brand itself at for repair or service or whatever they would have the expertise to tell Uh, you yes or
0: no service yes
1: right then they would have have the expertise but then you have a whole ball game of like would they say it would they send it back are they even going to send it back (laughs)
0: What I have heard in relation to that is the AD I was with that one time someone accepted the watch and, you know, was brought it over to service. And then the moment that, you know, the service center received it and then took the case back, it was just like, it's fake. And they're like, I'm not touching it. Like at that point, they're just like, okay, can you like, you know, like I'll send it back. Like, we're not touching this. And that's where it was. Like whatever, yeah, and then they, yeah. however, at that point, you would like, know, right? Okay, here you go. But it, yeah, it, it, I'm sure you get charged in bill for it because it's still time.
1: Yeah, it's still time. I know I've done this for Louis Vuitton before where I sent I bought something and then I sent it out for repair and I bought it, you know, used because it was just a friend of mine. I was like, oh, I need it repaired and he wasn't sure, so I'm like, whatever, sent it over. They finished it, I'm like, okay. I guess it's okay Hmm. do I condone that no you really shouldn't do that because you're risking everything but if you're like this is something that can happen do you run the risk of that particular brand or retailer confiscating the piece or doing whatever with it who knows
0: you 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 just brought that up. The brand confiscating the piece. I feel like that's very valid because why would why would the service center, in their interest, in the brand's interest, want to re-release this counterfeit out into the world?
2: Right. Like do you, I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, we're not speaking on behalf of Rolex. I think we're just kind of like I'm kind of realizing, and I'm kind of speaking out loud, but you like. Probably- like acting as
1: if I were the the brand that like some brand, would I want that liability? I wouldn't in any capacity. I would not want that capacity that liability.
0: That's true, and I I think if if I were a service person, right, I would just tell the whoever the service manager is, like, hey, like this is fake. If we were re-release it into like, or we give it back, we run the risk of more counterfeits being out there. Is that you know? should we just keep it or should we like toss it? But then the other argument is like, Hey, like I spent 5k on it. Who are you to throw this out? Yeah. Like it's also not their
1: property. So they don't have anything like that. What I have heard though in France is that it is illegal to own counterfeits and to sell counterfeits. So therefore they do actually have the capacity to hold on to or destroy counterfeit items that are found. And that also applies for the border patrol.
0: Yes, border. Idea. I
1: guess it's all. I guess it's in the interest of the country to have, you know, everything from their prestigious manufacturers be authentic.
2: In that capa- in that capacity, ah, sort of scary.
0: God damn. Jesus. Yeah, that that just be a very unfortunate case ever find yourself but like we said
1: just don't put yourself in that scenario
0: yeah right i think you bring up a good point like grabbing something new because that worry is gone
2: all of that is gone you don't need to worry about anything
0: and it's like i feel like the vintage game is you have to know exactly what you're looking for like down to like the little dings or like, is there a T is it like T Swiss T or is it just T and then Swiss? Yeah. Like you need
1: to know the thing better than anything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Study the shit of it. You know, what years were they in production for, you know, what, what, like you said, what boxes, papers, all that stuff. Yeah.
1: When I like, when I went to look at the car, I was at, before I went to look, I was learning about how reliable is this engine block? You know, what's common problems in this engine block? How do you fix the common problems? How do you detect the common problems? What's the engine block, like, corporate code? What's, uh... So I can search it better. So, like, oh, like, this serial number or this reference number of this engine block, common problems, so, because it's shared uh, in different platforms. Like, I was so nerdy with it. Yeah.
0: and And you have to be... You
1: really- yeah, there's so many risks. So, if there are big risks in whatever you're purchasing, become a nerd in it. Become an expert.
2: Or at least try to become an expert.
0: Yeah. Damn. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hi, I hope this helps someone, whether it's cars, whether it's sneakers, clothing, watches. God damn. I don't know I'm just scared man like yeah I know it's not my money but I never want to see anyone burned like that
1: yeah and you never want to see anyone burned also like if you're buying like something where it's really inconsequential YOLO I guess yeah I
0: mean like if you're looking for like a 90s vintage center Spush Nike t-shirt okay fine like do it (laughs) whatever whatever man but this is like a watch of like substantial value that we're talking about. Like shoes of substantial
1: value, cars of substantial value, like everything. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a perspective for everything, and there's a, uh, there's a certain case by case for everything,
0: but
2: can't cover all of
0: it. Should should have also told you he he owns a vintage uh, thirty four millimeter Rolex perpetual manual wind. Um, that he said he's looking to sell as well but i think it, like if you're if you can pull the trigger on on 5k and let's say you sell the watch and you have a little bit of cash that's where i think your your advice Darius, to, to go new really really is starting to make more sense it seems like the more logical approach to, yeah and if the approach
1: watch. was like to sell it sell his current watch to fund the new watch, then just unless you're like really really into vintage and that would be the whole different discussion it's like if you're aiming only to look at vintage then by all means but in this case you're i'm being told that he didn't really know what he's purchasing doesn't seem to me that he's looking strictly for vintage
0: Mm. he's looking for a name he's looking for a price point one um one guy i i can also vouch for is uh his i g is watch a and d I think they go by the name of tropical watches on the west coast of uh, of the states guy deals with a lot of interesting stuff every day a lot of people out there doing a lot of things right yeah. there's
1: a lot of a lot of people who do this as they're living and when it's someone who is doing it for their living, then they're probably good at what they do yeah
0: It's one thing just to close this off the this this segment is it's one thing to look for a money back guarantee or like to look for something in a clause that will say, hey, if you don't like it, 30 day hassle free or like 15 day hassle free. Is that a good indication? Like, is that Oh, a good- it's a whole different thing of exercising that though. Oh, okay.
1: Right? Like you can have whatever thing, whatever clause actually exercising it though. Because it's in no one's interest to give you money back.
0: Huh. I never thought of that.
2: It's like it's like
1: this is this is sort of like the argument where like you always tell people to use credit cards versus debit cards because if you get burned on a debit card, it's your money that's gone. So no one has an interest to give you back your money because Uh. it's not their money. They don't care. But for a credit card, it's their money that's gone they have all the interest to get their money back because it's their money. Yeah. So if you're buying on some platform that has like a 30-day money-back guarantee, whose money has gone? Your money. Unless you use like credit, in which case it's like actually not your money. But then again, the platform doesn't care because it's not
0: theirs. Well, AD it is
2: right in which case you have no worries
0: it just seems like you had to go through so much shit, right right and it's a is problem. it worth the
1: time is it worth the time is it worth the headache is it worth the scare it really sounds like we're just beating him up at this point <laughs> no,
0: we're not we're not i think i think we're just we just want i think it's if anything and i'm sorry you have to be the example but it's just something that I really wanted to to bring up because I'll be honest, it's it's not just him, it's it could be a lot of people and it could be people just tuning in and they're like, oh, like what what is watches? Oh, like oh, you're telling me I can get a Rolex for four K? Sure, right? Um, I think it's more education. I know I've had people kind of say, hey, I'm looking at a watch and like this price, or like this brand. I'm just like, no, like you do not want to go with that listing that you just found on yeah. eBay. like.
1: And know. for a lot of listeners, these will be like their daily watches and like their everyday watches. When you're looking at vintage, they are, can be robust. They absolutely can. I mean, there's nothing that says they can't be, but technology moves on. And the robustness of modern watches far outpaces vintage ones general in the most general sense.
0: Well what are we at right now for for Rolex's base movement is, it 3235? is, is that 3235 is
1: 32 3230s 3235s right. yeah right
0: those are pretty great
1: really but... really good and they're fantastic i mean they have so much technology put into them to make them robust and that's a really good point because if you ever hold onto just even not even like movements like Hollow end links versus solid end links. That's not movement. That's literally just a extra metal that makes it more durable, right?
0: You know
1: Oyster the new Oyster class versus older style just stamped metal stamped. class. Oh, oh. I right? don't know. When I see those, there's something in they, my head There's a like... they're they're very era specific and they look good. Yeah. But functionally wise of being like a daily piece. Functional, yeah. Right? It's no, no contest. It's like buying like um, like a 70s car versus a 2020 car, which sure. is going to keep you safer in a crash. 2020. 2020. Every single time. Model X. Just because there's more technology put into safety. Yeah. And robustness. Yeah. Reliability.
0: And They hire those like uh, ergonomics people to like make sure this is designed. So if it were to clip this, then this happens versus you. Exactly. And all that stuff. Exactly.
2: And that
1: goes on to like watches, shoes and everything, because if you're looking for a daily thing, the best daily thing, putting aside maintenance and things like that, or like upkeep of whatever thing it is, the modern equivalent of whatever you're looking at is most likely the best that it's ever been. Because no brand, no company has an interest in not making the best thing that they can make.
0: Wait, so are you saying Darius that we should buy Jordan 35s versus Jordan 1s because of the If you're looking at it, advancements
1: If you're looking at it as a basketball <laughs> sneaker, absolutely. Facts. Right? Uh, <laughs> this is like I'm not looking at it as aesthetic point of view or like a I know. a speculative point of view. I'm looking at it in this case as like the Function. best basketball shoe I could buy. Yeah. I'm not going to buy that one.
0: Function. <laughs> um i
1: still love my ones though obviously
0: for sure for sure uh one thing i do have to say and this is not again this is not to encourage this this marketplace but you said it too counterfeits are getting really good counterfeits are getting really good and oh my
1: god if you wear counterfeits and listen to this podcast just
0: yeah i don't no. know about that man we, we 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 like to keep things authentic here but What I'm saying with counterfeits is especially Rolex and you said it too. It's like even that lasered cornet on the, on the Sapphire is starting to get replicated, um, which is scary. And even like a silicon hairspring or like the movement down to the colors. It's, it's actually crazy. It's not what they use. I've, I've spent
1: some time looking into counterfeits just because like you said, it's so crazy. It's terrifying. Like it's at the point where people are barely calling conferences. they just call them clones. Like, it's it's so terrifying because it's essentially indis- indistinct,
0: eh. indistinguishable. That word. <laughs> yeah, because like the the coronet, uh at, at the twelve o'clock the the rehot right. Halt yeah, is- and this
1: isn't like. This isn't like wow. the, the product isn't good or the product isn't um, like unique. This is a function of people spending literal decades at making these things, you know, right? If you start making something for decades, you'll get really good at it, whether or
0: not it's a real one or fake one. Hashtag me in China. It's
1: really? Easy. Seriously? Like we said before, made in China goods are really, really good.
0: Really good, guys. But yeah, it is, it is scary because I've seen those videos of the Submarine comparisons, the, the Daytonas. And if I saw it on the street, I would literally think that's it.
1: I think I know what videos you're referring to, like the Watchfinder videos. <laughs> Even if you opened it, would you know what it is?
0: Yeah. It's, they're getting super good. like It, it comes out to the point of like Okay, that five is like a millimeter mm-hmm. wider than the original. Like that's how good it isn't like back in the day where you get like a totally different font, like a typeset. Yeah, it's not like that. This is really scary shit.
1: People for the products that are in super high demand and are thus counterfeited a lot are is it in like are you such an expert where I mean, you as in like the general audience, you, are you such an expert where if it was not side by side, would you be able to tell? Right. Like, probably not.
0: No. And even for a lot of like watch. Even
1: for experts, like you probably don't even, you couldn't tell unless like you're super well tuned to it.
0: Yeah. Or you have like a loop and then you can see, well, the finishing's pretty poor on this compared to a Rolex because I've seen 10,000 of them through my 30 years. Like that's really yeah. the, the knowledge base that you have to grow up in with, with people in their twenties getting into the game, unless you studied it when you're like, you know, an infant, yeah. you're not going to have that context to be able to make that decision or like to know the difference. Exactly.
1: It's like even people like you see Yeezy sellers or even sneaker resellers, some super experienced guys will hold on to shoes Like, yeah, this is not real because they've literally held thousands of those shoes. You, as a general consumer, most likely have not. Yes, exactly. And the person who's making a video on, like, oh, this is how you tell a retail sneaker, blah, blah, blah. Is it real or not? They probably have the experience, hopefully, if they're making a video, of holding thousands of those things.
0: Yeah. It's also not to say that professionals can't fuck up. Uh, I'm referring exactly. to Easy Buster's episode. Come on, <laughs> you, come on Easy Buster. <laughs> on, uh, on those, what was it, the 500s that he got wrong? Sometimes that just goes to show you, sneakers, they're getting better with the smell, with like the, the, the what was it, acetone? Yeah, like, everything. What, UV what, lights. UV means. light shit, yeah, all that stuff. And same shit's happening with watches, and I'm sure the same shit is going to happen with your clothes that you love as well, right? And I'm sure exactly. there's a lot of that fake 90s Prada Prada stuff kicking around, right? Fake LV, fake yeah.
1: Dior stuff from the 90s, mm-hmm. yeah, everything that's why i'm always a proponent first and foremost of buying new things despite it not being very environmentally friendly i'm sorry
0: well as as someone i'm going to i'm going to say arguable because what if it, it doesn't stop number one and number two if you want to be organic or whatever like you as an average consumer i'm, I'm going to say this and you can hate me for it whoever it is listening but you've never done the research to see if it actually takes less energy making recycled products versus new products just saying yeah you've never i mean that. yeah you've
1: probably never calculated that and you're probably not going to accurately calculate it either no no yeah I'm sure so i'm always proponent just for my own peace of mind and like one ease of access for things two ease of mind just buy from new
0: but you know what Darius, like sometimes like I'll I'll say this and this is not to someone in the culture of whatever it is, but I often get like the the snobbery. It's just like, wow, like you're such a snob. Like you have to buy like new things. What do you have to say to that? Like what would you have to say to those people? Cuz I I don't feel like I feel the same way as you do and so I get it, but I also get the like, oh, you're you're too good for new things. I mean, old things like shit like that.
1: The things we're talking about are not like life or death things, right so it may feel like
0: it but... <laughs> it
1: might feel like it, but like like we said, like if you're buying five thousand dollar watch or like one thousand dollar sneakers or five hundred dollar sneakers, whatever it's not an essential item to your well being you know at no. This is like what we've said this very, very early in these podcast series, but like no one, you're not entitled to whatever product it is. Right. It might be snobbish to say that, but it's absolutely true. I mean, you're not entitled to owning whatever product it is. You're not entitled to owning whatever latest Jordan 1 is coming out. No no one was entitled to having the backdoor ones.
2: Mm.
1: Right. So. Yeah, you can say it's unfair to do this or it's like blah, blah, blah. You're so entitled for saying new and buying new. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's a luxury thing. It's a luxury to buy new and it's a luxury to buy new these things and it's a luxury to buy these things anyways.
2: Yeah. And you forego a lot of that when you're going used.
0: Yeah, because it's almost like we want to be democratic. Like this should be... Exactly. Available this should Exactly. Lowering the bar, basically. Exactly.
1: And at that point, you must then
2: mm-hmm. consider, why are you buying it? Why are you buying it?
0: Damn. I'm going to send this podcast to
2: Yeah, like, at that point, you have to consider why
1: you're buying the thing, because This happens to me a lot, especially for Louis Vuitton things, because it's like very out there. It's very loud. It's very in-your-face. And the Louis Vuitton market, in the secondary market at least, is very strong, especially for clothing. And clothing secondary market is like, everyone's a nerd about it. Everyone is so, so strong about what they want. And people go like, oh yeah, I want this monogram jacket for whatever reason and then the prices for them will be ob- obnoxious because they're rare or whatever and people are like oh you're upcharging it's like no you're not or like i want to get this vintage one that's from the 90s and it's like cheap it's like what can you tell it's real or whatever and people and they're like oh yeah i just want the look and you don't, you don't, you, don't want, you don't just want the look no. i just
2: like the design shut up you don't just like the design
0: All that's attached above it. Yeah, you want everything that's attached to it. <sighs> what a weird world we live in.
1: Yeah, so it's like I can absolutely see where people are coming from when they say it's a an obnoxious and stuck-up view of saying you should buy new for your luxury items first. But luxury is luxury, and that's what it is. No one needs any of this
0: they're just shoes they're just clothes they're just watches
1: exactly no one needs any of the things that we're talking about here right i'm not saying that you should like i'm gonna be starving you of water
2: or whatever i'm not nestle i
0: think that's a really great way to, to end that off for for those listening is just you don't really need these things so you, you 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 talked about it. i think we said this on an earlier podcast right which was just to find out your why why do you really need why are you looking for this yeah why know. are you looking at it
1: and if it's something like a luxury item a lot of people will say it's to mark an occasion or mark an achievement as a symbol of success then why are you downplaying that symbol of success oh damn
0: damn
1: Right? Are you? It becomes to a point where it's like, especially if the reason why you want it is like a brand thing or a symbolism thing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: then you're sort of discounting yourself.
0: Wow. Wow. I never looked. I never looked at it like that. That these are. Great questions. Um, And I guess I I should shout out another friend of mine who who has realized this. Um, Not the same person, but then is is now like, okay, I'm going to mark the occasion. You know, I could look for a U Speedy, but I'm going to mark the occasion and I'm going to save up for a brand new Grand Seiko. Yeah. Right? That's a smart way of going, going at it.
1: Again, again, to reiterate unless it is very specifically you're looking for whatever thing it is okay fine then then it's fine like then it becomes a different discussion but in general if the discussion is i just want i don't know what i'm looking for i just want it for a good price why i get it saving money but if you're not saving a lot and the reason why you're buying it is not because of that specific thing then why
0: why the why is what we'll leave leave you off with, um. And unless it's it's that Daytona that was made for like the royal family, right? In in the Middle East that has no Rolex on the dial, yeah. fucking get it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get. If it. you're looking at a car jar that'll fine. Yeah, fucking get it. <laughs> I get it. Man. I want to see it. <laughs> Me too. Hit us up. <laughs> Oh, man, never in my life. Um, I think that's a beautiful way to wrap things up. Um, I, don't, I don't even know if I'm going to censor his name or not, but I'll just say this and see if I cut it out. But Asher, we're not ripping on you. Again, like I said, as we, <coughs> we just want to spread awareness. We just want to educate. And um, Darius just wants everyone to think. Think twice. These things are really nice. Don't get us wrong, but it's why. Why do you want it? And the, the thing I'm going to take away from it is if it's to mark an occasion, then why are you downplaying it in reference yeah. to um, an item that can be attained pretty easily and is, is secondhand? I'm going, to keep that one in, I'm going to keep that one in mind.
1: Yeah, that's especially true. if it's something that's going to be like an occasion piece.
0: Yeah, very, very fucking good. Um, if they have more of this or they want to learn more, Darius, where can they find you? Oh, you
1: can berate me and be angry at me all you want on Tar.ig. Amazing. Snobby asshole.
0: <laughs> what, you always want things new? Huh? Was your was your L V jacket taken off Grailed new?
1: I don't right? it was actually.
0: <laughs> Terrible. Both of them were. <laughs> Terrible. Friends at Grailed. Uh and if you're listening to this podcast, like I said, please give us those five stars. If you've got any issues um, and actually you want to reach out through DMs, DM is at springs.thread. Both Darius and I are just more than happy just to share these little tidbits. We want you to be careful. Practice safe buying. Uh, Mikey, we miss you, but um, you can find him at Hey, I'm Mikey. You're welcome, Mikey. (laughs) You're welcome. Plug it for you. And, yeah, we'll have him back next week. Um, guys, I know I've said this time and time again, but once we're out of these restrictions, you're gonna get video and we're gonna get some boutiques on here and business owners and just talk, shoot the shits. Um, and also Darius, you should know too, uh Luke, my friend Luke, the one with the cars and everything, and the shoes, clothes, everything, he's willing to come on and uh I think we're really gonna get us springs and gears. Podcast out of that one. Springs and Gears. oh yeah. We're probably going spring to Springs and thread as well, but it's going to be pretty amazing. Awesome. Hell yeah. And I, I want to do that one live. I just feel like the hell yeah. Is gonna be crazy. Be crazy. <laughs> all right. Until next time, thank you all for listening and all of us, read us. We love you guys. And until next time, with Mikey, peace.
1: Bye.